You are listening to High School 5 and where real talk is our vernacular. Them niggas lost, but <laughs> all them niggas out there dancing, I feel bad. Niggas got some shit going, and they would have took his song next level. They go to the Super Bowl, but it all comes to an end here. <laughs> Thank the Lord, why Jesus? Tyler, he's not a fans out here talking about big stepping. All these not a fans coming out the woodwork, acting like all of a sudden they've been here the whole time. Tired of it. I ain't gonna lie, my father-in-law is a 49er fan. I can't get him to respond to my phone call. <laughs> to my text message, <laughs> my Facebook post. Oh, don't worry, they going back, it's just they going back to the woodwork. Didn't your father-in-law say, oh, you know we going to Super Bowl, right? That's exactly what he told me. I'm like, blood, y'all not going to the Super Bowl. No, he was right. He was right, Rayon. Because the Super Bowl's in SoFi in two weeks, they just went a little early. Hey, I'm calling hella niggas right now. Niggas on Twitter, mad. Niggas in my phone, man. Everybody up here upset. Man, this shit is hilarious. You know what you need to call? You need to also call Nip Money, who is starting to brag. Oh, he's going call, call I'm him. calling him next. I call Aaron first, and I say, I'm about to call Nip and get him an earful, but I'm going to call him right now. Over and out. Please leave the dime. All I know, all I know is that it it was a good football weekend. Fuck the Rams. Fuck the Bengals. The 49ers lost. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to happen. Football season has ended with positivity in my eyes. It don't matter who win after this. All that matters is that the Niners lost. Okay, the Cowboys don't win. The Niners can't win. That's just my rule. And the Patriots are in there also. Fuck the Patriots. And Tom Brady. And, and Tom Brady. So, 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 so this so, is basically like you just praying for a good game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm praying for a good game so I can do some prop bets. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, this is basically Super. This is basically Super Bowl to me too. Like, like the Rams could lose next week. I'll be happier if they win, but I'm fine if they lose two weeks because you knock the Niners out the playoffs. Especially yep. for everybody that's been texting me during this time. Everybody that's shit. Been, I had Niner fans calling me when they went up by 10. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I saw that Nathan Texas. I told you he would get his 200 yards oh, in, a, in, a, in a two touchdowns. I, I told, told you. you. I told you. This is what I got to say to that. I got to feel it, Quake. I got to feel it. Shout out to Stunner Man 02. I'm big stepping. 49ers with me and we are here. Bitch pressing. Big flexing, offense scoring, and we got the big weapons. Uh, huh, big stepping, 49ers with me, and we are bitch pressing. Shout out to E40. Uh, huh, big flexing, E40 fucking really? we got some big yeah. weapons. Yeah, last year I said we finna make a run now. We got the top spot, we number one now. D line forcing pigs from the run down. And in the offense we get, get shut down. And the team so raw, we just beat them in three. Fourth quarter here now, we taking a knee, and we locked in. Shout out to uh, Stunner Man see, 02 see. for making your remix of your big stepping song for the 49ers. I know you're a Niner fan, you're from San Francisco, but I am so joyful. I'm like Cartman when he killed Scott Tenement's parents and turned him into the Chili Con Carnival where he was tasting his tears. I'm tasting all the Niner fans' tears right now. They are tears of sadness, but for me, they are tears of joy. So, uh, shout out to Niner fans. Don't feel sorry for you. Long five hours home, baby. Yep, y'all They're going to be in uh, a rush hour traffic on that five together, sitting there probably getting mad at each other because somebody driving slow in the left lane. 
Maybe they can stop at Anderson Pea Soup and eat some bland-ass pea soup on their way home. Man, that's some bland-ass pea soup. Holla at Santanella sponsorship. I will say this whole not having a team thing is very beneficial now. Obviously, when the game starts, you start rooting for one side or another. But guess what? If they lose, just pick another team next week. And it's like, all right, I want these these teams to win. But see, see, is that worth it if you don't have a team that – what if there's – but there are teams you really don't like, right? The only thing I was hoping for that it wasn't going to be – it wasn't going to be Tennessee and Philadelphia this year, but obviously Philadelphia didn't pick it. That's wild card. <laughs> that was the only two teams I didn't want to see in the Super Bowl because I was going to just – You weren't going to see Philly. The only way Philadelphia go, was going to go to Super Bowl is the same way Niners fans are going to go to Super Bowl, buy a ticket. <laughs> Playoffs are beautiful. I think uh, you saw everything you wanted to see, right? You saw the high-scoring games. You saw some uh, horrible coaching all throughout the playoffs. It's also questionable reference, which is always a good sign of good game. That's why McVeigh McVeigh made two bad calls, and he, he one of them he uh, pointed out himself. He said, "My bad." Yeah, that, that screen. screen. He made he made four bad calls. Four. Both his challenges were you could tell no, with the live yeah. eye. Like, hey man, that one is like, hey, he was down when they got that ball from him. Like I could tell from the live picture, and then he also used the challenge. Remember on the spot. With Matthew Stafford's like, dude, he ain't even close to that first down, McVay. Yeah. Why are you challenging that? He made a lot of mistakes. McVay almost D'Antonied himself before the Super Bowl. He'll do it in the Super Bowl, though. I bet you he'll be like, I need more credit, so I'm going to try and do all these different things. Hopefully he learned from his last Super Bowl experience. So, allegedly, um, this is all alleged. I heard Timmy McVay be having skinny white women at his house all coked out. Your minds off of glass. Wait, Timothy tables. Pedro, Timothy I mean, McVeigh was the guy that bombed Oklahoma oh, City. Oh, oh, <laughs> damn, I did a magic moment. Oh, yeah, that, that, magic deserves moment. A big, that deserves <laughs> a big magic moment. I heard Sean McVeigh be having white girls all coked out before games. This magic moment. Now, have you seen his wife? They did the coke in the car on the way to. to yeah. Have you seen his wife? Trust they do it in the bathroom at the game. <laughs> I mean, I heard in LA that's a special Uber you could order. You could order this. You have the Uber XL. Yeah. You got the Uber Black, and then you have the Uber Coke. You got the Uber 8 Ball. <laughs> like, oh, shit. All right, well, y'all ready to start the show? Well, yeah, I'm over here big stepping. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Poor Crux Hipster on the Twitter. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash highscore510. And we are here with... Uh, this is AG3. I'm coming at you faster than Niners trying to drive out of the uh, drive out of that stadium over there in Inglewood. Do you think Jimmy G is not going to take the team bus or plane back home? He's just going to try to go to the Porn Valley and just he probably <laughs> gonna, out his team. He's going to go straight. He's he going to stay Hollywood. down there. He's going to stay down there and get with some porn stars, some B B list porn stars. Uh, uh, big stepping, 49ers with me, and we are bitch pressing. <laughs> the tough thing about the Niners game is you know they could have won with 15 different quarterbacks in Jimmy G. They probably won that game if they had Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with... Oh, hey, everybody. It's your friendly truck driver, Captain P-Funk, coming to you live from Colton, California. Uh, I'm coming to you faster than um, Jimmy Garoppolo giving away this game. Mm, yep, yep. Shout out. Here's your sound bite. And we are bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big flexing. Offense scoring, and we got the big weapons. Mm-hmm. Big, Am I doing big, it right? 
Yep, yeah, yeah, you just got. <laughs> no, you got, you got, you got, you got to like. It's like, it's like this. Pedro, you was looking, you was looking like a, a, a geriatric doing a, doing was it water aerobics at the retirement home right there. <laughs> <At> the <wives. laughs> Can I tell you what the halftime show out here because I'm in the Bay Area? The halftime show was so crazy. I had to turn to the Australian Open because it was. You would have thought the Niners won already. The game was over. And we are here <laughs> with. Uh, hey, this is Brandon, a.k.a. Taco Pablo. I'm just cheering on football this weekend once again. Hopefully everyone's team won. Or at least you had an entertaining time watching uh, the professional football contest on TV today. Hey, uh, huh, I'm big 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big flexing. Offense scoring and we got the big weapons. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art. With two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Not today. You just lost. You done for the season. Come back next year. (laughs) Question of the day. Question of the day. Uh, This is from uh, uh, Lexi G on IG. What is better room temperature than warm or cold as a liquid? Can you repeat that shit? I mean, I don't know. What what liquid is better, room temperature versus it being either hot or cold? Shit, Jerry, you asked that question like I would ask that question. You understand? Nothing you were saying. Yeah, that question like like you had a Crenshaw education. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. I I felt like that on the desk. What liquid, what liquid form of something is better, room temperature versus either being cold or hot? Water. Gotta be water. Man, you've been you've been hanging around too many pumpkin spice, man. You're going against your culture right there. Right. <laughs> Brad, Brad no, over here drinking what, lukewarm what, what, tap water. No, what really happened is we don't have an icebreaker in our refrigerator anymore. So that's just that's what happens you when you many, leave California, no, Brandon. You know how many silicone ice, you know how much silicone ice holders I got? We were hiking yesterday. You can ask this for Jared. I took a water, a camel pack full of ice water and a and a hydro flask. Somebody dumped their ice, their their ice on the trail, and Aaron was mad. He was like, Man, that's good ice you left. Good ice. That was good refrigerator making ice. That where someone had a had an ice maker in their refrigerator. Yep. And it was shaped perfect for Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what drink uh what no not kool-aid kool-aid because it uh kool-aid i might go kool-aid jared to that question kool-aid is better room temperature than cold well because oh no no because the only way to get the sugar if you try to make it with too cold of water you're not gonna get the sugar to mix in yeah i learned that the hard way you know i would pour this kool-aid and i get nothing but just the the sugar all at the bottom there's also yeah. wine that is room temperature oh. i do not want warm or cold wine. That's a good answer. That's one I haven't thought about. Wine. wine red wine. Is, red wine. Red, red wines. Wine. White wines usually are chilled. Yeah. Right? And then red wines. My dad used to drink red wine. He keep the motherfucker in the fridge in the ice cold and drink it like it was goddamn Michelob. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, maybe wine. I, I guess most people I see drinking wine is room temperature. Yeah. So anything else? I thought of like maybe honey. It's a liquid form. Oh, you're talking about anything liquid. Give me something we eat. See, I'm over here thinking it's just goddamn well, something you know, we drink. I was thinking I went from beverages and then it then it turned into, you know what I'm saying, anything that you can eat or imbibe that is a liquid form. So cold soups or anything like that. But usually like the cold soup, you want cold. You want a you want a nice gazpacho to be room temperature, right? No, that's not gazpacho, then it's soup. <laughs> then I ain't got watermelon gazpacho. I got watermelon soup at that point, and I'm throwing it at you. Uh 
Honey, yeah, you're right with honey. I don't, man, I don't, I don't mess with too many liquids. What uh, about heroin? <laughs> what about Nyquil? Man, who heats up Nyquil unless you're making <laughs> methamphetamine? Right? Exactly. And who drinks cold Nyquil? Like he's like, man, I needed a nice cold shot of this Nyquil. Everyone seems to take it room temperature, right? <laughs> the niggas in the South, they'll they'll drink anything that's got uh some syrup on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Speaking of which. Let me go ahead and sponsor. This show's brought to you by Equate Cough Syrup. That's the Walmart Walmart Come on, brand. Man. Uh, Walmart brand. <laughs> that that shit looks so liquidy. It, it, it's not thick. It has no viscosity to it. This, let me tell you why I got this. Everything else was behind the damn case. And you could you 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 a felon or something? You couldn't call somebody and show your license and get it. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that, that's what I was saying. I, the button and it was taking all down. It's like, man, this is just damn quick. Get, <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of here. Nobody showed up yet. <laughs> all right. Well, y'all get ready to get some news. I'm ready, man. I got my bang bang niner gang on. In news, in news this week, the 49ers lost. Uh, uh, I'm big stepping. 49ers with me, and we out here bitch pressing. Uh, uh, big flexing. Offense scoring, and we got the big weapons. The 49ers lost, but that's not the news I'm talking about. They're off work for now. They done. But in the UK, they are piloting a program for a four-day work week, a 32-hour work week, four days with a three-day weekend. What do you guys think about that? Why are they getting credit for it? The Danish have already been doing this for years. Different parts of Scandinavia has been piloting, have been piloting this. They're not even piloting. They just switched. Yeah, well, apparently, according to Bloomberg Equality News, uh, shout out to Bloomberg mm-hmm. sponsorship. Uh, it's a six month trial that will see firms reduce working hours to 32 hours a week and they can spread it out over five, five days if they want to. But 32 hour work week where they will not lose any benefits or pay from their 40 hour uh, work week. It's also slated to be used in parts of the U.S., Australia, Ireland, New Zealand, Australia. And Canada are also planning to implement the program. But yeah, what do you guys think about the new four-day work week and how it will affect you in a positive way? Well, I thought you, you Californians was already uh, that was on a bill that was coming through. No, no, please. I heard it on the news. Actually, heard this article on the morning news yesterday, and it was talking about somebody in California wrote up a bill. Child, uh, please. Did I hear wrong? I, I'm down if they want to write it up. Stockton tried a universal income um, and they've been doing a universal income. So we're seeing different places trying out some of these different things. But a four day work week would be tight. I, you know, I've been saying I've been touting it for a while now. We need three day weekends every weekend, okay. whether it's a five day work week or a four day work, three day weekends is what we need for this to work. though, Jared, whoever's piloting this, I need to make sure everybody know, hey, man, nobody slack these six weeks. Mm-hmm. Get all your work done in those four days. Get all your work done. Don't slack. Lock we in. All count, <laughs> we all count on you. If you need Adderall, I got you. You need child care, I got you. Lock this in. Well, you got three-day weekends for the next six weeks. Don't fuck this up. Those four days, you got to come in. Basically, you almost got a 50-50 split on work and not work time. Don't fuck it up for everybody else. Don't call in being like, oh, man, I can't make it today. Some came up. You better figure out what to do to make sure you're here and everyone's being productive. That's why I, I agree. Don't fuck this up for everybody. We can have this permanently. Are we getting a salary raise? Do I keep my benefits? And don't count for niggas like you. You part of the backbone of the economy. Y'all <laughs> niggas got to work all the time. God don't matter. Yeah, he just <laughs> called me. He called me one of them slave niggas. <laughs> 
like, like it, I like how the article says firms. It's like this is definitely for some definitely uh more so uh white collar. <laughs> Like you if you work at CVS, not, you ain't getting no four day work week. Not you, not you toothless, toothless Americans. Yeah, not you, not you. Uh, you know, dust bowl. You know, motherfucking Americans. You diner eating niggas. But yeah, it is gonna be interesting to see uh, where do they expand this to? Because yeah, like in firms and different places, like where you can, you know, people are not doing any kind of manual labor or not. You know, what I'm saying actually like shipping and running and like making sure our our product is coming and going like it's going to be a it's going to be interesting to see how they expand it and if it does expand to everyone that works at some point in time potentially um the u.s i think will not allow it to happen though personally that's just me well number one this will never happen in the u.s for most workers we can't even get chairs for cashiers at grocery stores man no but i'm kind of <laughs> all right with that they some lazy ass cashiers in europe man they don't pack your bags they don't do they, they sit in chairs i'm like what the fuck you doing i, I can do this i can bring my own groceries you ain't doing shit else they weren't doing nothing man they didn't do nothing i'm like and man here's the thing bags were free but they they like throw it over there where your groceries are. And I'm like, they don't hand it to you, dude. And I'm like, what what's the purpose? You might as well just get some armed security guards outside CVS to work this. My conspiracy side believes that they that that the Illuminati is trying to actually get this four-day work week implemented. So they could be like, look it, people don't need to work that much. And now we can start even automating more and more. And eventually the automation will start to squeeze out the workers all together and then you're gonna have people who are entirely dependent on the government and their free handouts because everything's been automated and now they don't have nothing to do so conspiracy brother atomic coring see what this so-called button does the real conspiracy is is this is a chinese tactic to get us to work less because they already work in six days. So I'm just saying, <laughs> if we just work four days and they work six, this whole Chinese takeover world domination thing is just going to happen a lot faster. I also heard Russia trying to make the eight-day week. I'm down with the eight-day week. I would have been down with the eight-day week, five days on, three days off, but four that days on, three whole days off. No, 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 no. Eight-day week and you work every day. <laughs> Especially if you Ukrainian. Goodwill hunting, meaning I'm hunting niggas. I'm hoping that this this passes and, and it continues. We'll see where it goes from here, but it's always good to see you know positive steps, changes to the the paradigm by which we can live our lives and run our economies and society. Those little tinkerings, and this is one of those that I think is going to be uh, good for the the worker and the the people. Maybe in the UK, you know, Sam. Sam Johnson moved over right in time so he can continue to be a lazy fuck. But, um, you know, it's it is what it is. He's, you know, hopefully it gets over here and we can get a four day work week. I'm down. I am ready. No, I had a four day work week before COVID. I had a four day work week. It's really nice. It, change, it changes your perspective because you can do stuff during the middle of the week. Exactly. <laughs> You're not just like, oh, Saturday, I got to do my grocery shopping and all my errands. And then so, Sunday, I got to do all my housework. Just like you, Brandon. Y'all remember my schedule when I worked with the post office or contract with the post office. Before, it was six days on, three days off. Then they implemented the computers and the trucks. So it was four days on, one day off, four days on, three days off. I actually loved that. Like you, I can get stuff done in the middle of the week. I make my doctor's appointments. All the important things you need to do. I could go vote. 
you know, engineers only work four day work weeks, right? So that's only been on a four day work week, but to do it, they also do 10 hour work days, right? Yeah. Yeah. To make up my for it. That engineer thing is going to be in my cutty corner. Shout out, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Fuck but, the fuck but, the fuck the 10 hour days. Give me an eight hour day, four day, 32 hour week. I'm good. I'll take a 10 hour days with the four, four day work week. I don't mind that at all. I, I, I am not mad at that because look, we know in America, we're, there's no way in hell we're going to four day work week. It's too many things yeah. got to change. Child care, a lot of things, it's just got to change for that to happen. We what ain't even got no more. No, no, no. I'm gonna show up to work I'm big stepping. 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing. Big flexing. Offense scoring and we got the big weapons. Big stepping. 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing. I'm gonna be like, man, I'm going out to bench press for the last two hours of this 10-hour shift. Fuck y'all. You ain't getting 10 hours out of me. But I might go to the gym tomorrow and just do nothing but bench press because of that. The Winter Olympics is starting. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Is there anything you're looking forward to for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics? I am. I am. This is one thing I'm looking forward to. I don't like how the Chinese government set up all those... Uh, people to call our athletes niggers as they get off the plane. <laughs> nigger, nigger, niggers, niggers, niggers. Hold on. They you, must you not be saying it much because ain't that many black athletes in the Winter Olympics, Pedro. Hey, no, you didn't hear them. That, that was, uh, it was last week. I don't know if it was Olympic athletes or somebody else, but there's some black people getting off a bus and they're screaming, nigger, nigger, nigger. No, but uh, my, mama, my mama's Chinese, and there is one word where they'd be like, nigga, nigga, and it's a, it, it sounds like nigga, and I'd be like, mom, you keep saying nigga. It's like, no, that means something else in Chinese. So maybe they were saying that. Okay, I'll give them a bit of the doubt. Or they was just being racist. It could be either way. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> I'm me. Like, yeah, I'm like, I was like, can't be, it can't be that many black athletes. It's the winter Olympics. I'm looking at, I'm looking at those sports. I don't see many brothers doing any of those sports. Well, they, man. Maybe the Nordic they, Combine. They got that yeah. one. They got that one Jamaican uh, skier Jared told me about. I tried yeah. to get him a. There's a Haitian skier one. too. Oh my! Oh God. man, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking. I'm I'm looking I'm, to I'm follow looking to those see guys. where he was from because he actually had a little bit of skills, Pedro. He didn't look like. Remember that time they let that African into the swimming pool and almost watched his ass drown a long time ago? <laughs> he didn't look like that. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He don't look like he gonna he gonna he gonna win, but it looked like he, he's been skiing like most of his life. So I'm like, I, I've been trying to find info on that Haitian dude, and I can't find nothing, dude. Well, you got Benjamin Alexander who is uh, skiing for Jamaica. He's a 38 year old. Um, yeah, who he's is, old. <laughs> who's trying to be his own cool runnings. So I'm rooting let's for that brother. He, let's just hope he don't sunny bono himself. Shout out to Elizabeth Swaney. Let's hope you put on a better show than her. <laughs> oh, he definitely will. He definitely <laughs> will do that. He could, he could go out there and accidentally just, he could go out there and be sliding on his butt and do it better than she did. What about, uh, look up the Haitian dude. Brandon, did you find a Haitian dude? Oh, no, I was looking at Team USA. We got, uh, Ma, I don't know how you spell it. spell M-A-A-M-E. Benny, For he's who? a speed skater or a short short track speed skater. Oh yeah, that we we are. She's actually good. Her teammate gave up a spot so she could be on the team. Something happened. It was something weird during qualifying. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm down to see that, but I also want to see the skeleton to see how many people died doing that. In this yeah, year. man, I don't even know why they do the skeleton. <laughs> ah, that shit just told me. I already thought luge was bad. Then they came out with the skeleton. I'm like, come on, man. So what is it? Who 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 has the highest suicide? Like thoughts, <laughs> tendencies. 
I was like, come on, man. I'm I'm down to see that. I don't want to see somebody die, but um, I do want to see how many people do die. Um, I don't want to actually see it, but when they be like somebody broke their neck again. You would think like Olympic sports, like you would want to see them do stuff that you could do at home, right? Like you would be like, all right, cool. You can, you can ski, right? If you live near the mountains and the snows, you can go skiing or in the summer Olympics, if you just run real fast, maybe you can be in the Olympics one day. Yeah. <laughs> but the skeleton, <laughs> it's not, it's not possible for you to practice that shit at home. No. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go to like Utah. You gotta be in Utah where they have a year round Olympic facility. And you can train there, basically, and do some crazy, crazy shit on on ice p- pipes they they carve out. And you just gotta sled backwards, basically. I got a great idea that will allow more people of color to start get making it to Winter Olympics, or at least being exposed to Winter Olympic sports. And this is what I was talking to you about the other day, uh, other uh, last week, Aaron. Is if we make the MLK Day holiday a day of volunteerism for white people because I'm telling you most of these white people especially the affluent ones use that three-day weekend as an opportunity to hit the mountains hit the slopes and get their kids more uh, experience in their cabins in the snow on their skis on their snowboards if it was a day of service for white people and it and it was like oh man people of color but especially black people you get 75% off on a mountain of MLK Day you know how many more black people would go up to the snow and start trying things out? And then all of a sudden, you get you get some tight brothers and sisters and, and my Latino brethren too, and my indigenous brethren too, on them slopes, doing some 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 of them uh, Winter Olympic sports, man. You know what I'm saying? We might have a much more diverse uh, representation. I need 75% off everything, Jared. Not just a, not just a lift right. ticket. I need 75 Well, that's reparations. We're not talking about black, reparations. Black We're people, talking about MLK Day. I will just say this. Black people are amazing and not doing the thing you're there to do. You go to the beach, <laughs> you go to the beach, a million pictures on the beach, nobody in the water. You go to the, you go on a hike, nobody see the top. You go to the snow, everybody got a thousand pictures sitting in the snow, nobody on the mountain. I'm just saying, just because it's 75% off, everybody's gonna be drinking Hennessy. Oh, and drinking a lot of Hennessy. <laughs> Maybe we can give out the Hennessy uh, athlete, scholar athlete every year, and we send a black person just train in Utah. <laughs> that shows potential like like we can have one for each sport right mm-hmm. one in the biathlon you know because i know some of these brothers got to be able to lower their heart rate fast enough to shoot a strap there are brothers that live in places where where these are big events in minnesota and places like that and they still don't do it jared so i don't know if that martin luther king holiday i agree with you not not on the forcing people to do service but i do agree with you on what who what people tend to usually do on that holiday and certain people that go to the slopes. You are 100% correct on that. The motherfucking white people love MLK Day. Why they love MLK? They hate him when he was alive. You know what I'm saying? FBI, Jay. Nah, they all didn't hate him now, Jared. Come on, man. Okay, not all of them. A lot of white people hated him, especially the establishment and the man hated him. Okay? And they tried to get him to kill himself. They loved him once they got a federal holiday and now everyone got a day off. All them biggest men, I got a day off, day off. I got an extra day off. You know what I'm saying? I got an extra weekend. I can go do what I like to do. I will say, I would guesstimate there are a lot of clan meetings on MLK Day, probably. Probably, man. We got we got, got that Monday off, y'all. Come on down. We're gonna have a little cookout. <laughs> when they say Americans like to celebrate terrible shit, man, they, it's probably a different meaning for them for yeah. MLK Day. They probably petition for Malcolm X Day too. <laughs> Come on. I'm telling you, man, it's it's all conspiracy, dude. It's it's a Trojan horse. They just trying to get extra days off to plan their heinous shit in the name of a black man. 
Why, so I can fall in love with some cute black man that teaches white people everything they know about the shrimp industry before they kill him 30 minutes into the movie? Huh? Hey, why don't you walk down that tunnel, black man? Hey, black man, turn on the generator. This dinosaur is out there. Hey, black man, look out. He's got a gun. Any other, any, anything else y'all looking forward to for Winter Olympics? Is there something we're looking forward to? Did we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we ain't, we ain't said the first thing we're looking forward to. I don't know. I'm just rooting you for the brothers. You only want to say something. I'm rooting for the brothers and the sisters, speed skaters and the sl- skiers. Well, the, well, the thing is, about, the thing about the, the Olympics, though, right? Like, they figured out, what NBC knows, like, the people who watch the Olympics aren't really hardcore sports fans, right? Because you can't get into something once every four years and be like, I'm really into this. And that's why they spend nine hours talking about people's background stories, you know, where they grew up <laughs> and what they're hoping they to do this time. Because the people don't who care about that stuff aren't like hardcore sports fans. Like we really just want you to perform. I I do like my uh, my figure skating. I grew up watching figure skating, so you know you know I'm I'm probably watching a little bit. Of that. I like figure skating. I uh, I hate that they threw them now. Now for some reason, ice dancing is more popular. I'm not excited about that. I grew up watching Scott Hamilton back in the day, Debbie Thomas. You know Michelle Kwan, all my Southern California. Was, people, uh, was that four years ago where like ten teams did Despacito? That's the problem. Now they put ice dancing in. Now you got like everybody doing the same thing. Ice dancing. All they all oh, they're gonna do. All they fine ass sister that play for the uh, Canadian ice hockey team. Just okay. to let you know, ice dancing is just gonna turn into everyone trying to do the UCLA gymnastics uh, routines. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what's <laughs> happening there. Jay, I'm surprised you played Nick Stephan right there. I'm surprised you didn't say they probably come out to. They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna let too many niggas on. When does it start in Beijing? Because they know that Winter Olympics, they gonna show up uh, 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 singing the the Negro anthem. Uh, uh, big Stephan, 49ers with me, and we are bench pressing. <laughs> that is a hit song, by the way. I was gonna, gonna, gonna say that is a that is a hit song. In other news. Jake Paul has signed with the PFL, the Professional Fight League, and will make his MMA debut against Philip Jack Brooks on March 26th. What do you guys think about that? Who the hell are those people? <laughs> Jake Paul is, is the people's champion. I, I know Jake Paul is. He's uh, your savior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for him now, but, from now on. But um, I don't know who the hell this washed-up fighter he's fighting. Oh, he's fighting Philip Jack Brooks. If you don't know from yeah. the from the Pepsi uh, from the Pepsi tattoo on his arm, Philip Jack Brooks is also known as CM Punk. Come on, man, he just retired. Oh, that's CM Punk. <laughs> I do know who that is. Wrestling. CM Punk had to retire from fake wrestling because of injuries, and he's old. He's almost my, he's like mine and Pedro age. No wait, CM Punk used to um, used to uh, fight, didn't he? MMA, didn't he? He tried. Yeah. Oh, he's he a wrestler. He tried. He got his ass. You ever, you, you ever <laughs> see Johnny Morton oh, okay. get knocked out in that boxing match? It was kind of like that. <laughs> oh. You know what? I, I don't know if this fight's going to do as well because he's not fighting a brother. Because, you know, the whole fight sports, white versus black, they love that. It's, those fights are the best. But he is fighting a former WWE champion um, who has had a lackluster uh, transition to the MMA world. Um, he was a big ticket uh, about four or five years ago when the UFC tried to poach him from the wwe he came in promptly got his ass whooped by mickey gall and a couple other mediocre fighters because he didn't know how to stop a takedown as a wrestler coming out of wrestling you don't know how to stop a takedown um anyways uh yeah so uh what do you guys think about the pfl signing jake paul and jake paul moving on from boxing to mma 
I think I think it's smart. I think he's just I think he's one step ahead of everybody else. I think in five, ten years, he's gonna own the UFC. <laughs> if not, <laughs> I feel like he's gonna figure out how to do that somehow. Well, I heard, I, I heard he <laughs> bought a stock in Endeavor, which owns the UFC. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's some tight. ownership in there now. Well, I think 20, like we were talking about the UFC last time. You like the Dana White and UFC proved that people are gonna watch anybody fight. If you could just get push it out, let people know enough people about it, tell the right story in marketing. Mm-hmm. People will watch that fight. Like if somebody gets hurt two weeks before the fight, people will still watch the replacement fight. Like people are interested in watching other people beat each other up. A lot of people want to see Jake Paul get beat up. That's why people are going to buy the fights, man. Yeah, but I'm excited about this, man. Hopefully, uh, he it does lead to some changes with the uh, fighter pay. Oh yeah, shout out to uh, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gunn. I was really looking forward to that fight last week. Didn't go, yeah, man. Didn't go the way I, I wanted it to go, but yeah, man. Hey, your boy. Your boy came out out, out there. Uh, Cyril Gunn lost via unanimous decision to Francis Ngannou because Francis Ngannou said, you know what I'm about to do up and down this match? I'm big stepping. 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big flexing. Offense scoring and we got the big weapons. Big wrestling. That's what he was doing. Big wrestling. <laughs> the Super Bowl is set. Bungled by the Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs decide to score 21 points in the first half, have the ball on the goal line at the end of the second quarter. Somehow, they only equated to six more points from that goal line to the rest of the game. Then I got three more points the rest of the game. Yeah, it was 21. What happened on that goal line? What happened on that goal line? They got zero points on that play before the halftime. With plenty of time and all their downs, they got zero points because they kept trying to be cute. And then they only scored three points in the second half. Kansas City Chiefs. This is why Eric Bieniemy ain't got a job. Just kidding. That's exactly. Why. <laughs> Every time exactly they play why. bad, we just it's we all true. just pile on Eric Bieniemy. And, I do. Andy, I like Eric Bieniemy. I think Andy Reid has something to do with some of that play calling too. I don't think it was just Eric Bieniemy the whole time. Andy well, Reid. It's the culture. It's the culture. Andy Reid used to do that cute shit in Philadelphia. Now that it, uh, the enemy's there with the with the genius behind it, they think they can get away with it every time. And that's not how it works. Sometimes you just got to play football. If you yeah. don't, you're not playing football and you get cute right at the right time, that's what it's that's when it's going to come up and bite you in a bit. That's when he lost his rhythm. That's when Patrick Mahomes lost his rhythm after, after that play. You you can see the rest of the game going sour. They were unstoppable in the first half. I was like, man, this game, I turned it off and took a nap. And I woke up at the end after the game was over and I was like, how much they win by? And then all of a sudden I'm like, what they lost? They 27, 24. What the fuck? That team believes in itself. You can't count any, I wouldn't count anybody out. The way NFL design is for the offense to score. Not a defensive friendly game, you know. Well, Kansas City, which has one of the most prolific offenses in NFL history, decided to score zero points. <laughs> I mean, they had – well, I mean, in the end of that first half, they had no reason to think they weren't going to score again the way they went down the field and just scored three times in a row. Bengals played a better game than the, than the Chiefs today, man. I think uh, – The Bengals are a mediocre team. They have no pass What are you rush. talking – what are you talking about? They have about? a decent secondary. No. Hold on, no, hold on. They just beat the number one seed. They beat the number two no, seed Jared. in the playoffs, Jerry. And guess what? They're in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? They're a mediocre team, Jerry. Only, only thing bad about It's disrespectful to be mediocre teams like the Cowboys. Uh, I'll, I'll admit the Cowboys are definitely mediocre. So are the no, Bengals. The Cowboys are not being mediocre. The Cowboys are not disciplined. Bengals 
The only hole they have is that offensive line. And, that, and that's the worst thing that happened against yeah. the Rams right now. That is the worst thing you could do. I'm going to say this. Their D-line isn't anything special to write home about. They just kind of just come at you, and they're slowly kind of inching towards you. They're not pressuring you. So as a quarterback, you can have time to sit back there and do your thing. You're not going to be getting hit every play. Their secondary is decent. But I'm not going to sit here and, and, and be like, man, Man, they coming out with that defense. The defense is nasty and coming at y'all. They, 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 just, they, just shut down, they just shut down the Chiefs. No, no, no. The Chiefs they came back shut from, themselves they came, down. No, 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 no. They came back from 21-3 down. Chiefs shut themselves down. down. You scored 21 you. points, and you're on the fucking goal line after getting a pass interference bullshit call, and you do some cute monkey crap bullshit, and then you decide to play, hey, let's just fart the ball on our asshole for the rest of the game and not score shit. That's bad offense. There's no, oh, all we had to do is tinker one thing and change one coverage, and all of a sudden we could shut a whole offense down. No, that was poor play calling and poor execution by the Chiefs. I didn't even watch the shit. All I saw was that they ran down three times, scored three touchdowns, should have scored a fourth before the half ended, and then they didn't do shit for the rest of the game. That's on the other team, just like the Cowboys. You can't tell me that a team with a mediocre offensive line, a mediocre defense, and a good quarterback who's proven to say he got ice, he got his cold, ice cold brother who has a good receiver and a couple other decent receivers and offensive pieces, but aren't world beaters. Maybe Jamar Chase a little bit, but one year ain't going to tell me he a world beater. He ain't no goddamn Randy Moss in his first year, but he's been good. But that's a mediocre team. That's a quality, good, solid team. They should not have beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat themselves, just like the Cowboys beat themselves, all right? Bengals, congratulations, though. Y'all did your thing. You stay consistent. Stay steady. Pedro, I know Pedro happy. Pedro, as a, as a Browns fan, are you happy to see this, your, your, your local state uh, opponents make it to the Super Bowl? You know that's our rival. That's a strong rival, Cincinnati. So I'm not going crazy about Cincinnati being in the Super Bowl. But I'm starting to be a fan of people. And I'm really a big fan of Joe Burrow. I was a fan of him when he was at LSU way he's just calm and collective and doesn't panic and doesn't get rattled and people just gravitate to him. So I'm glad to see the kid do it at a young age. It looks like the league is in good hands with all these young superstar quarterbacks. So that's what I'm more proud. That's what I'm most proud about that. You can see somebody actually lead a team and not a big giant fraud like Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. Ryan Tannehill. Speaking of which, rooting for good people, the 49ers lost, and the L.A. Rams are now the favorites to win the Super Bowl. What do you guys think about that? They made favorites already? They just trying to get them some money quick. They went all in. They, they made trades for Stafford. They made trades for Von Miller, OBJ. Bengals are a young up-and-coming team, a lot of young talent, a piece-together defense with some players from other teams that were high picks that, you know, didn't quite work out their first stops. And Definitely. not quite working out on their second stops either. That's why I called them mediocre. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, their defense is mediocre, Brandon. Gerald's right. Their defense is pretty mediocre. They couldn't get pressure on Derek Carr. They had that fool looking like he was Rich Gannon yeah, in 2002. <laughs> but, yeah, so what are you guys looking forward to most in this Super Bowl uh, with this matchup between Cincinnati and the Los Angeles Rams? I'm looking forward to the second, second, only the second time in history, first time being last year, that a team will play in a Super Bowl in a place that they call home, which would be the Rams playing in SoFi. I'm hoping the Rams can pull this out. Like I said, I won't be upset. I, I, I am happy they did. They went all in. You know, I was arguing with other people. They're like, no, man, they gave away all these first round picks. I'm like, there's a lot of teams that made first round picks the last 20 years and haven't won a Super Bowl. So I have no problem with going all in, giving up first-round picks to win a Super Bowl. Big step. <laughs> well, now we can put to bed um, 
the Odell Beckham Jr. washed up theory, and it just just further proves that uh, Baker Mayfield is a fraud. And shout out to Debo. I I never seen a, a player. I guess is it a flex player? You would call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dominating so many ways. I like the kid. He is tough. Like I said, I'm starting to be a fan of people. No, I think the Super Bowl's going to be tight. I think there's a lot of things to talk about that aren't like personal issues besides like the OBJ stuff that they're going to get into about him getting traded. And I feel like it's going to be good because it's going to be just about the game and the matchups. I know it's one of those things. I think there's going to be McVay's coronation to being like the super genius everybody thinks uh, that a lot of people think he is. Uh-huh. Or it's going to be one of those times where they, he proves that he's just not that dude. But yeah, I think I think I'm, that's the most thing I'm excited about. Just it, this two weeks being about the football game, as opposed to being about all the you know legacy stuff that we got to deal with when Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. I think one of the interesting things, like when you talk about uh, NFC West, like if you think about whether or not Kyle Shanahan or McVay is a better coach. That's what I'm nervous about. <laughs> that's what I'm nervous about. You see, um, Shanahan is he's a step ahead of all of these coaches when it comes to play calling. And I'm nervous in the future. Um, people are going to have a hard time. If they get any talent, if this, this kid, Lance, has any type, any type of talent or he can learn the offense, man, I'll tell you what. It'll be like the old 49ers again with Steve Young. Shanahan's good at ma- maximizing the talent around him. He finds roles for these guys in good spots where they he has a vision, and that's the one thing I, I agree with Pedro, like, Kyle Shanahan, if he continues to, to you know, have a good defense, they don't lose too many pieces on defense. Their GM is good at drafting some defensive talent. And they get a decent quarterback, which I don't, I'm not sold on Trey Lance, man. Trey Lance might Defense not. a little overrated, man. Fred, uh, your boy Warner don't do nothing but late hits and come in and dive on people when they're already on the ground. They're athletic as hell, but they're, they're not that great. The secondaries will whack, as they showed. The Rams threw three yeah. touchdowns off. Hey, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys, you know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, man. Guess what? It's starting long. Who are we going to throw it to? Oh, the white guy with four, f- four, five, six speed, uh, Cooper Cup. Not because he runs such precise routes that they're unstoppable. No, it's because we scheme a play to get the motherfucker open, and we have a chemistry where we're going to throw it to him because we trust him to make the catch and be in a certain spot at a certain time. Guess what, Dallas Cowboys? Y'all don't try that shit because y'all do some stupid-ass man. Whatever they give us, Jason Garrett-ass bitch motherfucker, Whatever we're going to do what we do, and whatever they give us, we're going to take. No! You say I'm taking your booty! And it's mine. You get it to your playmakers. You got right work. Jason Garrett wasn't there this past year, Jared. Why you no, but Jason his, Garrett his name? 10 years of being a bland, boring, bitch made motherfucker done rubbed off so, and a smeared the guy that he, they needed a sage rub. He, he, he crop dusted the offense. He basically crop dusted the offense. He, he farted. He is still, I thought you was happy. Today. No, 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 no. I'm still I'm, I triggered a little bit by that because because I'm tired of the Cowboys thinking they smart. The same thing the Chiefs did. We smarter than everybody else. No, this is a barbaric ass sport. Man on a man. Sometimes it comes down to is my player better than yours? Can I push you yep. out of the way? Is my will and my physical ability better than yours? And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not when it's a little more even. That's when scheme can start to, you know, give you an edge. But scheme don't win your games all the time. It's do your players go out there and execute, okay? Like when Brandon had to go up against Haloti Nada, you know what I'm saying? He could have used a coach that said, you know, we're going to scheme this where the guy is going to come up and undercut him and then you fall on top of him, Brandon. But no, they said, no, nah, hat on the hat. We're going to just, man, go straight up with Haloti Nada. And Brandon said, he don't know what happened after that. All he knows, he was on his back because <laughs> he didn't have no scheme. In those cases, you need scheme. You need, you need a 450 bench press is what you need. 
Man, they kept talking about how the, how the Niners <laughs> secondary was weak and the Cowboys could take advantage of it. Niners secondary ain't that good. It's young. It's not that good. It, it wasn't that good. And you know what the Cowboys didn't do? Take advantage of it. Want to know why? Because they was running some poo butt ass goddamn plays. Are you, are you, are you, are you going to talk about the speculation of Sean Payton joining the, uh, the Cowboys? I, no, that's not that's not big enough news. You know what the Cowboys though? You know what they weren't doing on that Sunday? We still like, hey, hey, uh, huh, I'm big stepping. Cutty corner shout outs. Cutty corner shout outs. Cutty corner shout outs the same way in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, talk about something that's pissing them off. Uh cutty corner shout outs. Cutty corner shout outs. You have a cutty corner shout out, dude. I got three quick ones right now. Um, uh, first one is NF uh, goes out to NFL Network Studios. Uh, who keeps putting analysts named Andrew Hawkins? They keep putting his stats up. He has like two thousand yards total yards. His NFL career. They keep putting his stats up. They play with all these teams and only got 2,000 yards. Dude. It's like, stop putting the stats up. Dude. Those aren't stats. Put like this. Cooper Cup almost passed his career stats in one year, right? <laughs> they keep putting his stats up. So that's one. My other one, since we're on networks and blowing it, uh, CBS, whoever was in charge of their sound, totally blew it. I was looking forward to the Ashanti National Anthem because I wanted to see Ashanti, right? They kept cutting away from her because the sound was messed up. It kept cutting in and out. You only heard about maybe 10 lyrics from the whole song. You heard the fans singing it because you couldn't hear her. Her, her mic kept going in and out. Then at the halftime show, whoever they had some uh, sound like some country music song, who knows, was performing. And those fools were in like a separate studio. But all you heard was the performance coming through the sound from that CBS halftime show for the Cincinnati KC game. And then finally, my last cutting corner shot goes out to people who are over 25 still riding skateboards. Get a fucking life. They repaved the street out here. It was about eight dudes that look like they're in their 30s. They're skaters. They're still wearing the long shirts. They're failing at doing tricks. And they're trying to record it for some fucking reason. And they're doing all these recordings for like a good three hours. I had to hear this shit of them just the board slapping the ground. They took a lunch break. They came back. Get a fucking life, dude. If you're over 25, it should be something past laws to keep people from over 25 from buying a skateboard. Now, I'm not saying you can't have fun. I know people that's over 25 that skateboard and they're cool, but they go to their spots. They ain't trying to tape it. They just really love it. If you're over 25 and you out here hanging around other 25-year-olds taping each other and and living in the same warehouse with pallets, pallets for uh, stairs, think about your life and reset it. Do you have a cutting corner shout out? I do. Um, this cutting corner shout out goes out to the engineers at General Motors. I don't know if you guys seen this in the Consumer Reports and I guess GM Authority uh, shout out had a report of General Motors not making reliable vehicles and people having major problems out of. Uh, some of their new technology. And this all had to do with 
trying to keep up with um, emission controls. I probably said this on the show before. You buy one of these new cars with these turbocharged engines and small displacement displacement motors. They're always going to be in the boost. Well, come to find out, there's a class action lawsuit getting prepared, I believe, in Michigan. Some buyers of these high-dollar, expensive cars. It's not just the smaller cars either. We're talking about some of the their high-dollar vehicles, their uh, pickup trucks, their big SUVs uh, having transmission issues and um, cylinder deactivation issues. Uh, it's finally caught up with them, trying to save that little bit of fuel and didn't really look into the technology. And they got a 50, 60, even $100,000 piece of junk because of some lazy American engineers. Shame on you, General Motors. Brandon, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? Uh, my Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to me. I got to stop reading the comments on shit. You remember Twitter used to be fun? Like, you get on Twitter, people say some crazy shit. You might say some crazy shit. And then you close that. Now <laughs> it's everybody just trying to. And it used to be about the thing you were talking about, right? It used to be about like you used to talk about the game. You might talk about something you saw on TV. And you used to stay focused on that. Now everybody's just trying to talk at each other. And this anonymous person arguing with this anonymous person is really not getting in anywhere. There's some things I'm triggered by. Stupid sports comments is one of those as at the top of the list. And I swear, every game I've watched, and I'm like looking through, looking through it on Twitter or whatever. Everybody says the refs are paying off. Every, every game, there's somebody on there saying, "Oh man, the, the NBA's rigged, the NFL's rigged, the NHL's rigged, the MLB's rigged." Whatever it is, everybody's talking about how it's rigged. And I'm, and at that point, I'm thinking like, "Why are you watching? <laughs> if you think that the refs are paid off for the Warriors to win, or the Suns to win, or the Brooklyn to win, why are you even watching?" <laughs> And then why are you spending your time on Twitter arguing with people about this nonsense, man? I think it's just taking the enjoyment away from my uh, TV watching and my sports my sports watching just to, to even be involved in this nonsense. So yeah, my credit course channel goes out to me and people making stupid uh, sports comments. My cutty corner shout out, I guess it's a positive one. It goes out to- It goes out to Nick having another baby. And they can't have another baby. And the 49ers. Wait, can't have another baby? It's my yeah, kind of baby shower today. Hold on. Y'all ain't about to take over my cutting corner shout out. It's all. My cutting corner shout out goes out to. Huh, big stepping. 49ers with me and we are a bitch pressing. Huh, huh, big flexing. Defense hitting and we got some yeah, big weapons. Yeah. Last year I said we finna make a run now. It's over. The run is over now. That's what it is now. It's over now. My cutting corner shout out goes out yeah, to my internet and the motherfucking 49ers losing. That's a positive one. My internet being a bitch right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but the 49ers lost. And now I could say, you know what? Overall, the season was not a complete failure. You know, the Cowboys played like some poo butt bitch bastard motherfuckers, but uh, the 49ers lost. So that, you know, kind of bounces out the world. Uh, I don't have to deal with any more 49er fans out here talking shit on Instagram's about to be able to look on Instagram now without seeing a bunch of 49er posts talking about how tight they are. Uh, we, right. man, we out here repping. We taking over the stadium. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. 
Y'all lost. Take your asses home back to the woodwork. I just want to hear the crickets. It's going to be a peaceful night uh, for me to hear silence and not no noise about these weak-ass 49ers. Niner faithful, old school like an Impala. Ask Burton Hanks and the homie Ricky Wall. Take a picture. Them was my neighbors in 96. R.I.P. Dwight Clark, the catch. Legendary. I'm a Niner forever like Rice and Locke. Forget T.O. Niner empire into the world. Who power. are we? Bang, bang, Niner gang. My question, where, uh, in the shit-talking diagram, right, if the Niners beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, do the Niners fans still get to talk shit about the Cowboys? I'll talk shit with them about the Cowboys. I'm not worried about that. I don't give a fuck. Talk shit about the Cowboys. They play like shit. They gonna like, who get are you allowed to talk shit about if you lost an NFC championship game? Who are you allowed to talk shit about? It doesn't matter. Niner fans, be, be half of them be coming out of the woodwork when the team is good. They don't ever rep them when they're not good or when they're struggling. Raider fans will rep the Raiders even when they're bad. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. That's the they difference. They one game, they'll rep. Yeah, and they, still, and they might know that the team is bad, but they're still going to be a Raider fan. Niner fans are quiet. They snakes in the grass. They don't act like they're Niner fans. They don't ever wear none of their merch, none of their stuff. They don't ever show that they're Niner fans unless they actually, like, in something yep. that's meaningful. And then all of a sudden, you see all these new Niner fans around you. No, nah, fuck that. Be a real fan. Be a real fan. Be a real fan. Don't be waiting for them to be good and then all of a sudden become obnoxious and hella loud about how good your, in quotes, team is. Okay? And until then, you can big step your ass on from here. Big stepping. 49ers with me and we are bitch pressing. Uh, huh. Big flexing. Defense hitting and we got some yeah. big weapons. Yeah. Well, uh, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, big step. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Any final words y'all like to say to our fans out there? Yeah, man. Um, I like the I like the late start time. I, I hope I hope to get some good news about your internet service. Seems like Jared's internet got COVID this week. Yeah. Uh, I like to give a positive shout out to all the minor fans who uh, drove down to LA and really helped stimulate the econ- stimulate the economy down there. Thank you for supporting the businesses. Thank you for putting money into the concessions there. And have a safe drive back to the Bay Area, Niner fans. Have a nice long back drive back. Big yeah, stepping. They were even out. They were found their way to come out this way. I'm just glad that you're going to be watching the Super Bowl right where I'm going to watch the Super Bowl at home. At home or in a in a hotel waiting to deliver a load because the motherfucking broke the fuck up. Exactly. Thank you for listening to our show. Shout out to uh, uh, Lainey or Lan, Lana Wow at Lana Wow on, on uh, Twitter following us and uh you know tapping in with our podcast continue appreciate you laney also shout out to everyone else that is you know what I'm saying checking our show out please continue to subscribe rate review join our patreon if you'd like um but otherwise send us out to your friends shout out to stunnerman 02 keep big stepping keep big repping uh we will leave you with this Question, Jared, who's more happier, Rams fans or Raider fans? Uh, Jared is happier than all the motherfuckers combined. That's all I'm gonna say. It was a long, slow day. I was like a depressed person going through, a, you know, what is it? A, somebody who's a bipolar. I was like, man, I was like Barrett Robbins right before the Super Bowl, laying in bed on, all day. 
you know, say might as well just had a motherfucking uh, uh, with a den of uh, opiates in here, like the Johnny Depp in, uh, from hell. You know, saying I was in here just like, man, Niners, man, Bengals just won. Niners about to get that 84 rematch if they win this game and 84, 89 rematch or 89 rematch, 89 rematch against the Bengals and whoop up on Chris Collinsworth, a monkey ass. But then that was the the problem with that one was when they all were fullback. They they had an all pro fullback and he they went to his he wasn't there. They looked like he didn't sleep in his bed. He went on this big cocaine binge. (laughs) <laughs> no one saw, and so they went into the game without their fullback because they had like two. Icky Woods ran for a thousand barely, and then they had this other rusher, Eddie Brown. Remember Eddie Brown, Pedro? He could run his ass off. They had they had a hell of a ground game, and it was gone come that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Niners was just a much better team. No, Eddie Brown was the <laughs> wide receiver. Who was the other? Derek. Bro- it was James Brooks. James Brooks. James was the Brooks. Yeah. yeah. James Eddie Brooks, Brown was yeah. a wide receiver. I wonder if they can put Icky Woods out there right now. I oh, mean, uh, he gonna show up Icky shuffling somewhere. You guarantee uh, that. You no, no, he's gonna see everybody. He's gonna see Achilles Smith. He's gonna see. Come on, come on. Achilles. 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 not even alive, Brandon. He's not even alive. I was my bad, man. He's he about know, to say Chris Henry next. I know you guys like Aaron always killing people. He really is passed away. Well, I didn't realize they gave away Ocho Cinco's number. They should have gave that way today. He they cut him. Yeah, Ocho Cinco was not he's not a legend, bro. He was a really good player for a while. He's he's a Hall of Fame caliber. He's not a Hall of Fame. No, he's not a Hall of Fame he caliber. Is. He was a good wide receiver. He's not a Hall of Fame caliber. He's Hall of Fame. He was excited. He's Hall no. of Fame antics. Hall of Fame caliber. Celebration. Y'all miss y'all miss Icky Woods. He was on the podium after the game. Was he big stepping or was he Icky he's doing the Icky shuffle? Oh, he was he was big stepping all right. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he weighed about three fifty. Whew. Icky Woods up there looking like he played right tackle. <laughs> the power tackle, dude. Yeah, I would also like to invite everybody to play a little game we're going to have on the show today. How many times is Jerry going to play the Big Stepping song? Big Stepping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, question is, uh, hey, how many times are we going to dance to it? That's the question, too. That's the question. Uh, after this is the show, you know, please type in the comments how many times you did play it. <laughs> for a very special prize. <laughs> for a very special prize. Yeah, you know what? If you can count the number of times this this the uh, big stuff makes the episode, you win a prize. <laughs> yeah, I have to send Pedro the video so he can yeah, see. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know how I wasn't doing it right. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to cross your arms, Pedro. Uh well, E40 oh, was, so I gotta, I gotta do everything E40. Yeah. Big flexing, offense scoring, and we got the big weapons. Uh, huh, big stepping. 49ers with me, and we are a bitch pressing. Uh, uh, big flexing, defense right hitting, and we got some yeah, big go, Pedro. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Y'all said we finna make a run now. Yeah, there you go, Pedro. There you go. Now, Pedro, you don't you don't let go of hands and grab it. You're not grabbing air at the end of it. You, it's... I, I am grabbing big stepping though. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're not grabbing air. You're grabbing air. Big, big stepping is. Damn it, not big stepping. Pedro <laughs> look like that guy that's gonna get kicked off the strip club doing that. Come on. <laughs> like, like, we told you stop being handsy. We told you stop being so damn handsy with the dancers. They kick them out. <laughs>